0: Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week, they are three book girls. Oh, what well, we were just talking about because we dropped the boys off. Um, well, actually, they got dressed at my house. Vonnie was still work, so you know, I took their pictures and stuff. But I took Dylan over to, and to drop him off at the at the quote party bus because mm-hmm. they all hire these party buses, and they all yeah. go together. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So. It's just interesting to me how the makeup trends and hair trends change over the years. Mm -hmm. Like we were discussing, you know, because I see so many of these girls with these drawn-on eyebrows. And not just drawn-on. We're talking about the thick Sharpie. Mm -hmm, (laughs) If you took a thick Sharpie and drew on your eyebrows, Mm -hmm. that's what they look like to me. We were discussing the... Interesting trends of hair and makeup over the years. Mm -hmm. I remember Vonnie's generation because I was actually the DJ at the prom dances for Vonnie's age group. (laughs) So I could sit up there, you know, and play the music and look at the mall hair and laugh. Vonnie, I think maybe you should explain what mall hair is. Mall hair is where
1: you can take, you take and you make your hair. As big as possible. Like what I used to do is I used to put my hair up in a curling iron. Mm-hmm. You know, not the all bangs. the The bangs, not just the hair, the bangs. Well, I'm not done. I'm okay. going to do all right. the whole okay. hair. Okay. And you spray right here next to your head. Mm-hmm. And then you take a pick and you hold it up so yeah. that you have this lift going on. And then when you're done, you just brush the curl on the top so you still have the lift. And then what I would do is I hairsprayed and blow dried my hair so that it stuck out like this on either side like a triangle so i had like wings so my whole hair was like this big round around my face and Bonnie has
0: a big hair to start with and you, you started making that bigger holy
1: moly and that's what i mean that's what everybody did or you um made your hair stick up like this and you curled it over, so it like looks so like, a, like big a wave, a breaking wave. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. Bonnie said they should have a, a surfboard. Yeah,
1: put a surfboard right there. <laughs> it's it's a little man the the <laughs> riding the aquanet.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just wondering what the trend will be like for our grandsons <laughs> or granddaughters.
1: I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but the eyebrows that they have nowadays just crack me up God, because those eyebrows, thick, thick eyebrow eyebrows are in. In my
0: generation it was thin. Super thin. Like, you like, like thin, one thin. line of hairs across. Mm-hmm. Now I never did that myself <laughs> because I, my eyebrows are already fairly thin. I don't have huge bushy eyebrows. Well I
2: know it's in, like my grandma... Well, first off, I have, like, the most gigantic eyebrows ever. Me too. But my grandma <laughs> has spent her entire life waxing them. Mm-hmm. So much so that, like, ten years ago, she had to have them tattooed on because she didn't have any more. Because <laughs> they quit growing, apparently,
1: after a little... <laughs> what is it with women and eyebrows? Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you a story. When we were, like like 15, and my sister was just being allowed to wear makeup to school, Mm -hmm. so she was experimenting you know, with makeup and everything, and she decided that she was going to shape her eyebrows. Now, her eyebrows are thin like Martha's, and she's very blonde like Martha is, so she doesn't have very many eyebrows anyways. And she tries to pluck her eyebrows and ends up plucking all of her eyebrows off, and then she comes in and she's like, Vonnie, 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 I plucked my eyebrows off. Can you draw them on for me? And I'm like, I can't draw your eyebrows on. I don't even wear makeup. And I'm like, okay, well, what I can do is I can curl your hair so your eyebrows don't show.
0: <laughs> now, so, I'm, I'm constantly pulling the hair on my bangs down to cover the crease of my forehead, but I can't imagine trying to cover up the, my lack of eyebrows. Now
2: people have like that liner that you use for your eyebrows so you yeah. can draw them right. on uh-huh. and I know a lot of people literally shave theirs off and just draw them on all
1: the time that is such an unattractive look to me. I'm it sorry is too. it's
0: so unattractive but like, some people oh, think well, it's geez. hot
1: apparently but not to me like... well because you can make it very precise you can make it look exactly how you want to do it well, if yeah but it looks it, but precisely girls...
0: freaking fake yeah
1: well okay yeah. whatever
0: well Each I did ask own.
1: somebody one time you know because they were talking about eyebrow pencils and, and plucking their eyebrows. And mm-hmm. I was standing there and I asked them because I don't, I pluck my eyebrows because I've got, you know, the Brooke Shields eyebrows like you do, Nicole. <laughs> and uh, I have to shape them a little bit or else I'd have a brow going on. Yeah, I'd probably have a little <clears throat> brow in the middle, and, a blonde um, brow. I have a huge <laughs> brow. I asked her and she said, well, after you've been plucking for a while, they don't grow in right and they grow straight out. So you have to keep plucking them. So hmm. then when you pluck them, they're too thin, and you, you have to even them out with the brush, with the pencil. Oh, And she said that's why she does hers that way. And I'm like, okay, well, see, that makes sense. And Because when I first asked her, she looked at me like, Ugh. and I'm like, no, really, I'm asking you <laughs> seriously. I don't use it. I don't
0: understand. And she, when she told me, I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I know that my aunt was an overplucker, uh-huh. and she always told me, don't overpluck. Because you can never get them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because ev- evidently, eventually, they just decide not to grow anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why. I they keep have thinking all the that- tattooing. I keep thinking that will happen with my little blonde yeah, unibrow. and that would be wonderful. It, for if for it some would- reason that. That, that doesn't apply to the middle of your eyebrow. Yeah, Apparently, why
1: does it, that apply only for your eyebrows and not for the rest of your body hair? Because I would pluck like crazy if I thought it wasn't going to come back. You'd be Jesus. a mother plucker. Yep, I would be.
2: <laughs> so would I. <laughs> We'd be plucking fools. I don't, don't like ever, body hair, guys. Me either.
0: We'll have to have a whole podcast on obsessive hair removal. Sometimes have you ever seen women <laughs> who
2: shave their arms too? You seriously? I can't do mm-hmm. that. Like, Why? I don't know. They just do. Like my friend. Maybe in high if they're school, particularly used
0: to do hairy.
1: It.
2: No, mine are hairy as hell. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. You can't That's get fine. much hairier than a Lebanese woman. <laughs> 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 and
0: <laughs> don't look that hairy, Michael. She's she's pulling. Yeah, because I do now. a good job? You you know know what? What? You I don't, don't look think I've ever seen you, you wear. I would have a beard
2: if I didn't take care of it. Like.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got chin hairs like crazy too. So yeah, that runs like, in my family. I totally get that. It's
2: just like a ethnicity thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's so weird. Guys, this chocolate croissant is delicious, and you probably should not have given it to me. Why? Because I'm on a diet, and also because we're trying to do a
0: podcast. <laughs> so in case you're wondering what that smacking sound is, we bought Sorry. Nicole a chocolate croissant.
1: And Bonnie it's dark and I both chocolate. got
0: scones. Right, and we just we, already ate our yeah, own. No, well, I ate mine. here, And I we couldn't decide down. what to get you, so we're just sort of sat, standing in line at the Panera Bread drooling. I think they brought a bucket and a mop out at one point to clean up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we did finally make the decision because that one looked so good. It's a chocolate croissant. So all wow. that smacking noise you hear, that's Nicole
1: Yep, I looked at that chewing. one too. I was like, mm, what is that crispy, <laughs> flaky, delightful thing right there with chocolate in it? Books.
2: Okay, who wants to go first? I don't care. Mine's, like, my favorite book ever. I can go first
0: if you want to. But you always say that.
2: No, this is, like, one of my top ten. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think top uh, we top talking car- about 30. <laughs> we need to start keeping track of that shit. because she, she says that a, a lot. I'll make a list.
0: <laughs> you should keep yeah, that part in. This party. is one of my favorite books. This is my top You're 10. You're one of those my people that five. go through the, uh, the okay. 20
1: item or less with 30 items. But these are my top 20 items. <laughs> Somebody else can go first. No, we're just giving you <laughs> no, no some. Ahead, we're giving you shit.
0: It's our job. <laughs> we're glad. No. It's like one of your children.
1: You can't pick your favorite. It's
2: okay. Share. Okay, so this one is called White Oleander, and it's by Janet Fitch. I know Martha has read this. I have, yes. It's also a Lifetime movie. Which, <laughs> and
1: that's a way to recommend something right there. It's a Lifetime movie and Martha liked it. Uh, okay, I don't know if it's actually is <laughs> an oxymoron? <laughs> I
2: can't stop laughing. Okay. I don't know if it's actually made by Lifetime, but I remember growing up watching it on Lifetime with my mom. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Deep breaths. Deep breaths? (laughs) What?
1: No, that's me. I haven't read it. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. So this book is actually not funny at all. (laughs) not at all. It
0: is not funny at all.
2: (laughs) Um, It is one of the most beautifully written books ever. Um, Janet Fitch, actually, because she only has three books. I've read all of them. Wanted more of them. Researched her. Found out she actually teaches other people how to write. In well, California. that makes sense. Like she needs to. I need to go. Like,
0: but quit my job like in California or yeah. someplace. Doesn't she? Yeah.
2: I need to quit my job and go out there and hang out with Janet Fitch. <laughs> but literally, her entire novel is poetry. Um, but it's a story, and so White Oleander is about a girl and her mother murders her boyfriend. The mother murders the mother's boyfriend, um, and. The main character uh, ends up going into foster care, and she goes through about eight homes. Um, the movie actually has her going through less. Uh, they do a really good job on the movie, by the way, as well. It
0: really was a pretty good movie. Yes, even though it was, I don't think it, was a, it wasn't a Lifetime movie. Okay, I don't think
1: it was. It was on Lifetime. Well, well there are some Lifetime movies that aren't feel good <laughs> movies. I mean, I have watched a couple of like Lifetime, Lifetime movies that
0: yeah. that were decent. Okay. But But, yeah, it it was much less dramatic in the movie than it was in the book. Yes.
2: Um, So the girl starts going through these foster homes and each one is night and day. Um, And the entire time her mother is trying to contact her and her foster parents. Um, But the mom is in prison. Yes, the mom's in prison. And bad things happen the entire time. Um, There's She goes to to one foster family and ends up having an affair with the foster father Mm -hmm. and gets shot by her foster mother. Holy crap, I forgot about
0: that. It's been a long time since I read that book.
2: She. What are some of the other ones?
0: They're all bad. All of the experiences that she has in foster care are horrid. No, I think she has one good one, doesn't she? Well, the best one... Yes, she has
2: yeah. one good one, which is the movie star. That's right. The movie star, right. and she's so she's living with this movie star <laughs> whose husband does not like her. Mm-hmm. Um, And the entire time, the main character's mother, who's in prison, is manipulating this woman. Right. But uh, the girl who's in foster care is in love with her foster mother, like... This is the best place she's ever been. This is her dream mother, her dream life. She's in school. She's like her parents have money at this point and she's being well taken care of and she's enjoying it. And then
0: but then the mother from prison is manipulating things. And yes, yeah, it's it. her mom is so her her biological mother is so screwed up. You just feel so sorry for her because her mom keeps trying to drag her back into that. Yep.
1: That's what it sounds like. She won't let her break free. And then at some point, she does
2: end up in a foster facility or what's that called? A foster...
0: Foster... um, No, Juvie. Doesn't she have to go to Juvie?
2: No, she wasn't. She almost did, but she's not in Juvie. She's like... But, like, in the facility where no one can find a foster, like, a family. Oh, okay. So an orphanage? Yeah, kind of. Sort of, kind of. I
0: don't remember what it's called. But she ends
2: up there, and she meets another guy who's also, like, he doesn't have a... Yeah,
0: because once they they reach a certain age in foster care, and they've been through a certain number of families, nobody wants to take them, especially when they're Mm -hmm. teenagers. People don't want them. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... Which is really sad.
2: The entire novel is her going through, I think, seven or eight homes Uh and watching her being manipulated by her mother and then watching her mother manipulate her foster parents the entire time. And I have to say the ending without giving it away is very,
0: is it satisfying? I don't know. I would say the whole book was very satisfying for me. And usually I don't go for that kind of thing. I think usually the books that stand out to me are the ones that are outside my genre Mm -hmm. that really hit me right between the eyes that was a really good one yeah mm-hmm. i liked the it way she killed the the way she killed her husband mhm i thought that was really good huh can we tell that about the white oleander but what that means
2: oh yeah yeah we can say that so the main character's mother killed her husband by using a white oleander, and a white oleander is a very popular flower that many people have in their gardens. And they're poisonous? that is significantly poisonous. Very
0: poisonous. Wow. But, like but deadly, they talk
2: about. Obviously. She
0: talks about how beautiful it is, uh-huh. and it, it's almost like this romantic description of of the white oleander. Well, it's bush.
2: A, it's a metaphor for her mother, right? Because her mother, beautiful,
0: is beautiful, but she's and poisonous.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So many meanings, yeah.
0: The, so it it really very very beautiful writing, huh? So I ended up giving this as a gift a couple of different times. Yeah, right yeah, after I read it,
2: I think I tried to get so many people to read this in high school because of how in love I was with it.
0: It's uh, not an easy read, though. I have to say, is okay, it not? No, it's a little bit. It's a little bit like. Well, I hate to compare it to the Goldfinch because it's really apples and oranges, but.
2: This but, one isn't as like long and the story isn't I guess It's not as convoluted as the Yes Goldfinch But was. the writing compared to Goldfinch is just as they're yeah. both
0: beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful writing.
2: And it's literally mm-hmm. poetry in a novel. But it I mean it's not really poetry. But like her writing yeah. is so beautiful and you can see everything mm-hmm. and you feel it. Like mm. it feels like a knife in your back. Like the entire time you're yeah. reading it. Um and I have to say the other book I've read of hers is called Paint It Black which is if you are depressed you do not want to read okay, it. Well that, but oh it wait, is I'm not reading it. It is also like you will feel like you have a knife in your chest the entire time reading it. Like that's how like much she makes you feel she portrays she, the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? And
1: well. this one
2: yeah. <clears throat> I'll I'll do that book a different time. Oh. Okay. But she's amazing. White Oleander, Janet Fitch, check it out. You, you won't regret it.
0: Yeah, it really was very good. I liked it. I actually gave it to a really obnoxious teenage girl who was convinced that her mother was the most horrible person on earth, <laughs> and she kept trying to move out, move in with this friend of mine, and she was taking advantage of everybody and just basically being a little bitch. Yeah. So I gave her a copy of that, and I said, you really need to read this and think about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, she was being a little teenage bitch. And- gave me the look and probably never read it, but, but still. <laughs> it made me feel better to give it to her though. <laughs> I was like, you you think you got it bad? You don't know anything! Yeah. yeah. That's a good book for that sort of thing. I think teenage girls should read books about kids who are in extreme situations like that. Even though it was not appropriate, really. I mean, if you're looking at appropriateness, nope. Nope. if you're worried about your teenager reading things that are not appropriate, you obviously don't want them to read it, but
2: I read it when I was a teenager, but I wasn't. If you're a little more open-minded ridiculous. about the way
0: you raise your child yeah. like I was, then you wouldn't.
2: And I don't think I, like my mom let me watch the movie. I think I just happened to what like see it while she was watching it. And then I liked it. And like five or six years later, I saw it on Lifetime when I had a TV in my own room
1: mm-hmm. and realized, it.
2: found out what it was called. Mm-hmm. Then Googled it, found the book, and then started reading the book.
1: Oh, so you watched the movie before mm-hmm. the book on this?
0: Because
2: I think I was probably like ten years old or something when the movie came out.
0: Uh-huh. Man, you always make me feel so old, you little <laughs> young'un. <laughs>
1: oh. So you would definitely give it a five
0: star. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it five too. It's been so long since I read it that.
1: But you remember it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I would like it or not. I don't really like. It was depressing. It depends on but... how extreme her situation was when she was in foster care. I don't really care for yeah. books that have a lot of brutality against children. Yeah. There's not really brutality no, against just more children.
2: Of... It's just like her life sucks. It's not, no one's beating her. I think she might get punched once or something. Yeah, but it's really depressing. She's not raped.
0: It's depressing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I felt depressing. very I mean, yeah, Maybe, but all of her writing I is.
1: Know. Possibly. Yeah, I think that that book would make me very sad.
2: Yes, yeah. it would. So read it if you're like when you're on a beach with sunshine and birds chirping. never on a
1: beach. <laughs> when are we going to win the lottery so I can be on, on a beach? We won the lottery this week. What are you talking about? When <clears throat> we win more than $4.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did win $4 this week. <laughs> Uh, We didn't even break even, but that's totally beside the point. Okay,
1: well, if you want me to go next, I didn't care for my book. And I know you loved your book, right? And I loved that book that you read. I I know that you love this book, and we will discuss it. So you want me to go next?
0: You can go next. Okay.
1: I like to be in the middle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, guess that was a little too much information.
1: I meant like, you know, I'm the middle child.
0: I am the middle child. So am I. So see. Nicole, are you the middle? Where are you? You're the oldest? Youngest. 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 Oh, okay.
2: I only have one sister, so I don't know if that really counts.
0: Well. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Vonnie. Beat the hell out of one of my favorite books. I am well. I will be nice. It's not really my... F- I should say one a book in one of my favorite series.
1: Okay, I read The Brutal Telling by Louise Penny. And this is a murder mystery that's set in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is, is I really don't care for murder mystery books. This kind of read like the Hamish Macbeth books that we're talking about all the time. That's the murder mysteries that take place in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And Hamish Macbeth is the the cop in this small town in Scotland. But he is such a quirky character that really I read it a lot because of him. This main, the main detective in this one, or main cop, uh, what is it, Gamish? Gamash. Gamash. He's really not very interesting. He's boring. So it didn't hold my interest. There Mm -hmm. were certain aspects of this book that were interesting, but not enough to keep me, not enough for me to give it a five star, definitely. Yeah. Now, it is very well written. But it just
0: wasn't, I I don't know, I just... And it's okay because, as you know, we don't always agree. No. That's the great thing about reading is that even if you have a book or a series that you really like and you share it with somebody else, then they are like, eh, it's okay. Because there are so many other ones out there. Mm -hmm. And with this particular one, one of the things that I have always loved about Louise Penny's writing... Is her visual, poetic. The way she puts it forward, too, it's very poetic to mm-hmm. me. And I'll be reading along, and it's kind of like a cozy murder mystery. Right. You it's, don't have that inappropriate discussion of blood and guts, and and you know it's all very surface oriented. It's not. Always,
1: it's not intense. It's no, not a very intense very,
0: book. These are the type of books that I can read if I'm in a really shitty mood and i just want a good puzzle because really to me it's a relaxing puzzle to read a book like this and a series like this because the whole series is like that the main the main guy is married he loves his wife he loves his kid you know he did have a few things happen to him in his life that aren't all great but but he's basically but he's a normal guy right. you know he doesn't have any he doesn't have a wooden leg. <laughs>
1: like Cuckoo's clone. He's not, <laughs> he's he's not, not an flawed. alcoholic.
0: You know, he doesn't have those major flaws that you want to see yeah. in a detective. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I—I I, his Now, his his son-in-law has those flaws. And a couple of the books feature his son-in-law
1: mm-hmm. before
0: he's his son-in-law. Because they have a very close relationship.
1: Okay, I don't think his son-in-law... What's his son-in-law's um, name? Um... Jean-Guy. I don't think he was in this book very much.
0: Probably not. I don't
1: remember him in
0: this yeah. book. So, I mean, you. but for me, it's got that comfort of having the regular characters that you're used to in each book. It takes place in this tiny little town in Canada, you know, and everything's very quaint and cozy. Yeah. But also her writing is just, sometimes just punch you in the face beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I find myself wanting to write down sentences. And I can't obviously come up with an example right now. Hmm. And usually I'm listening to them on audio. So that's pretty much impossible for me to write it down. Yeah. But that's why I like that author. Now, obviously, I'm a huge murder mystery consumer. I read a lot of them. and. I like the puzzle aspect of this particular book a lot because you don't know until the very end what happens. Mm -hmm. In fact, we were sitting there talking about it and I'm like, I don't even remember who did it. (laughs) Because, you know, it's been a while since I read that particular one. Yeah. And um, it's not something that I figured out. Early on in the book, it's like just bang at the end. Whoa, really? That that type of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is good. But but for you, you know, if you're not into it, that's cool. We'll see
1: if if there isn't a, a if the main character doesn't have some kind of quirk, some kind of flaw, it's hard for me to get interested enough to keep because I listen to them, and if it's not quirky or intense. My mind drifts while it's playing and I don't listen to what they're saying. <clears throat> I know. I'm, a, I'm, I, and I have to actually make myself concentrate on the book so that I know what's going on L- later in the chapters or else I'll, I'll get, you know, on the next disc and I'm like, what, what? Wait a minute. How did we get there? <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to go back. Yeah. And there are some books that, why is she have... at a
0: slaughterhouse buying horses? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I've, when The first couple of books I read from her, I wasn't that impressed with and almost didn't go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Who knows? And see, with the Hamish Macbeth books, even though I'm not
1: a huge murder mystery, I like those books because the characters are so... Quirky, like you know, that Hamish Macbeth, who's the cop in this small town, has a bobcat as a pet, and then you have these twin old ladies that one of them repeats what the other one says, and they're like the extremely very, nosy very super
0: quirky group of people that yeah, live in a small town. They together. seem like they're
1: always, always there when you don't want them to be, <laughs> yeah, seeing stuff that you don't want them to see, of course, and just. You know, and like the, the bed and breakfast manor that the rich people live in and mm-hmm. just all of these so interesting characters that, you know, you get involved with the characters and not the story. And mm-hmm.
0: you're really right about And I couldn't get with world. Kamasha's world is is cozy. It's not super interesting. Right. It's familiar. It's um comfortable.
1: Yeah, like I would like to go to the the town. To Three in the, Pines, yeah. No, it, the town in Hamish Macbeth. Oh, what what town is that? That
0: is Lochdu. Uh, Lockdew. Lock yeah, it's been a while since I've read yeah, any of his books. I've read but all of those. Three Pines. eh. Hamish Macbeth, by the way, is M. C. Beaton. Yes. And and they're they're a whole series. I want to say they're twenty five odd books. I think there's like thirty books. He came out with more books. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's that's that's if you like murder mysteries and you want something cozy and funny at the same time, then go for M.C. Beaton's <coughs> uh, Hamish McMath. Yes, I still think my favorite one, and I can't remember which one it is,
1: is where the guy is murdered, and they throw him into the lobster tank, and the lobsters eat him.
0: God, I don't remember which one that was. Oh, my God. And then
1: they they can't find any evidence because the lobsters have eaten this dead guy. And And then people ate the lobsters. And then people ate the lobsters. So then they try to get the lobsters back from the restaurants that they sold them to, but they can't get them back because... They've already cooked them and
0: served them to some of the customers. And... No, I don't remember which one that was. But there were there are a lot of really fun and interesting quirks. Now, I just read the last one of that series, and I I didn't really care for it. Really? No. Uh, Hamish Macbeth kind of pissed me off in that last one. Oh. Death of a Ghost. Didn't really care for it.
1: Now, see, there's times when I've read it when and, he and does something. I think it's almost
0: like she's sick of writing it. And well, you can tell that she's sick of writing of them, it. She might be. And it, it's just the same old crap slapdash together, and I didn't care for it at all. She didn't take her time. Nope. She didn't. Doesn't care. Mm. I suppose after you write That's a character sad. for that long, you know, get sick of it. Mm. But you better tell the title and artist of the book that you hated so the rest of I, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I would still give it like maybe no. a, a three because it was. You
1: said two earlier. I I I said two and a half or three earlier. You've given books that
2: you really like a three,
0: though.
1: No, they're books that I was okay
0: with. Okay, maybe just a two. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you liked it enough to give it a three. But that's that's fine. As we had talked about before, there Mm -hmm. are a lot of books that I like that you don't like. Right, and just let me emphasize, it wasn't because of the writing. The
1: writing was very well done, it's because I did not like the story and I could not connect with the characters. If I can't connect with a character, and I guess maybe I'm quirky that way, if I can't connect with a character, then it ruins the whole book for me. I'm the same me. way.
0: Yeah. I'm because the same way.
1: I've but, read other books like that, like Blood Oath, Yep. and that was extremely popular, and there's like three of them, and they get high ratings on all of the stuff, and
0: just got a you. high rating yeah. on stuff, but I just couldn't yeah. connect with any of the characters. Mm-hmm. And that happens. So Louise Penny wasn't it for you this time. It was not. Yeah, maybe sometime down the line you might change your mind, but I doubt it because they're pretty much all like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and uh, That's all right. So tell us about the book that you loved so I can shoot it down.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Um, It was a really... I I had this on my my wish list for a long time, on my hold list for a long time. It took a long time for it to come in. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was one of those ones that I was just going through when I didn't have anything to read and putting a bunch of stuff on hold, putting a bunch of stuff on my wish list. Um, The summary says a hilarious and deeply touching debut novel about a son, the mother who left him as a child, and how his search to uncover the secrets of her life leads him to reclaim his own. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what I was presented with. It's called The Nix, (laughs) N-I-X. Not my usual fare, but the whole hilarious idea. Of course, you know I really love to read humor, mm-hmm. like something with a touch of humor in it, very much. Who's the author? The author is Nathan Hill, mm-hmm. and it's a debut. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it from a So it's shop. like,
1: is it like his first
0: debut? Yeah, book? debut. It's huh? his first one. Um, I have to say that one of the reasons that I connected with it right away <laughs> is that the guy's a huge nerd. Okay, I know we've talked about before my penchant for Dungeons and Dragons. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I do like some fantasy, some fantasy computer games occasionally. (laughs) And this guy is totally addicted to a World of Warcraft type game. Yeah. I mean, addicted to the point of a sickness addicted. Uh. He's a college professor who... I think he only teaches like one class a week or something. I don't know how the hell this guy survived. But I guess he got a book deal when he was like 25. He had written this one thing and a publisher gave him a book deal and gave him all this money and then he never turned in the book. So it's like 10 years later or something like that and the publisher's like, Hello? "Where's my book?" If you don't give us a book, you're going to have to pay the money back. And, of course, he has no money Mm -hmm. because all he does all day long is play this video game. Elfscape, I think is what they call it in there. And so you kind of get to know him and his buddy Ponage, who's also... A video game <laughs> dude. When they actually meet each other in person, because this guy has he has no friends that yeah. he can talk to about his difficulties, because all he does is play this game. So he agrees to meet this this his squad leader or whatever he is in person. His <laughs> squad leader is like this scary guy who never leaves his house and all he does is play this video game. Mm-hmm. Well, the the dude, um, his publisher calls him up and says, okay, I've got a way for you to get out of this. You can either de- discover or declare bankruptcy and move to Indonesia, or you could write a, a telltale novel about this about your mother. And he's like, about my mother? What my, I haven't seen my mother since I was 11 years old. He goes, yeah, but evidently on the news all that week there had been playing about this woman who attacked a senator who was running for president by throwing rocks at him? And it was all over the news and everything like that mm-hmm. about this extreme woman who, you know, you know how the news is. Um, Would and that so they're the
1: fake news. <laughs>
0: so, the, so the publisher says, well, basically, we've already written this book. All you have to do is say that you wrote it. Mm hmm. But, you know, you might want to get some details. So then he starts to sort of look into the past. He doesn't know why his mom left.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't know basically anything about her life or stuff like that. So he sort of goes in on this journey looking for his mother. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have any idea anything about why she left. And it's really... I was having a very hard time explaining it to Vani when I was talking today about what I was going to choose, because it made me feel a little bit like I felt when I when I was reading The Goldfinch, mm-hmm. because it has that flavor of an epic about this guy's life, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like The Goldfinch was. Almost like self-discovery? Yes. And there were a lot of really... And of course, you still have the quirky characters of Ponage, who's this guy who's... I mean, at one point he plays video games for like thirty hours straight and gets a blood clot in his leg and nearly dies. <laughs> you know, I'm talking it's just crazy stuff. You told me about that part. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of political stuff in it because you find out that his mom was a protester back in the sixties for the Vietnam War. Hmm. And she gets dragged into some really interesting things and ends up right in the middle of something she can't possibly control and it affects her for the rest of her life and you really get to see I don't know I just totally enjoyed this book and I have no I can't even explain why hmm. and it makes me crazy that I can't do it I just I can't figure out a way to put my finger on why I liked it so Is much Is it just different yeah it was different in the in in a good way in in a similar way to what the goldfinch was, it's obviously not as well written as the goldfinch was, mm-hmm. but like I said, it has that feeling and that flavor because but it's still written well enough that you had an
1: emotional reaction to his.
0: Oh yeah, to his life story. I was absolutely riveted. So I it's really, really liked like it.
1: Going down the path with him. Yes, to find and his mother and everything that I happened. I just loved
0: all that story of the. Of the 60s and um, she was in college during that time and of the interactions with the war protesters and her um, journey of discovery. And then you find out what made her so weird because her dad was this Norwegian dude who showed her this statuette of this Norwegian um, house spirit. Mm hmm. And terrifies the crap out of her with it when she's a little girl. And so she's terrified of that she's carrying this house spirit around with her. And she thinks the only way she can get rid of it is to take it back to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are all these little pieces of this puzzle of his life and her life and her father's life. Mm-hmm. That eventually sort of all make this big, beautiful painting at the end that just left me feeling... Like I want to read more that he writes, and so I—I yeah. ha- I don't know if he's written anything else, but I have to say I was pretty impressed with Nathan Hill.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So sounds like he might be a—I'm
0: one it to for, watch. I'm buying it for my bookshelf. I might have to hang on to it for a while because I really can't see anybody making a movie out of it. It's really not that kind of no. a book. It's really—I don't know. Well, it'd be like if they tried to make a
1: a movie out of Goldfinch. They couldn't do I, it, it was too yeah it was too it would make the movie like five hours long mm-hmm. because you would have to have certain elements or else the
0: ending wouldn't make sense I guess well I guess it remains to be seen if he becomes a hugely popular author but just based on based on that first book I mean if you're gonna debut with a book like that it might be kind of hard to follow it up it's almost like
1: unless it, he's just that good of a writer that he can even expand to the what do I want to say
0: expand to where the goldfinch is I don't know I, I kind of had a feeling like the guy had an idea because of a pickle he was already in about needing to produce a book <laughs> came up with the idea to write a book about having the problem writing you know what I'm saying about writing it almost poster. felt like that to me to where I'm wondering if Maybe the reason it was so brilliant was because of some personal experience he might have That could be. No, that's and, true and or you not. Know, but that that's what it felt like. He
1: might have gotten a book deal, and then didn't know what to write about, so he ended up writing about a guy who didn't know what to write about.
0: I don't know. I.
1: And just expanded from there. I mean, because you know, when I was in Comp One and Comp Two, there was sometimes that I. Would have to write about something that I had absolutely no clue, and I would literally start my story, my you know, three or four page story that I had to write in the middle, yeah, and then write the ending and then go back and write the beginning so that it all makes sense. Some
2: people, everybody has a different way of writing, but I know like people who sit there and take notes, and some people who can literally
0: do it. This is hilarious, you guys. I just pulled up an article from the New York Times. Here's the headline. Nathan Hill is compared to John Irving, and Irving then compares him to Dickens. (laughs) But, But it talks about, in the first part of the article, I just sort of skimmed down it, The first part of the article talks about how he was having a hard time getting his story published and ended up playing a lot of World of Warcraft. (laughs) So you definitely see where Where he came up with it. This is the first time I looked up any information about him. I just read Uh the book because, you know, I just Uh I like the surprise of just picking up a book and and reading it. Yeah. But it looks like this could be partially, you know, stuff about his life. That's that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, Nathan Hill. It's called the, the Knicks, and the Knicks is a reference to this Norwegian house spirit. Oh, okay.
1: oh. not like the Knicks as in the basketball team. No,
0: N I X, oh, not okay. N I C K
1: S. Well, you know, my son watches a lot of basketball. That's where my <laughs> mind automatically goes when you say the Knicks. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Okay. So that that's uh, that's my book for the week and. I read like seven other books since the last time we had a conversation because, as you know, I had to go out of town for a funeral and I had already read three books the week before. Mm -hmm. And then while I was gone, of course, I read four more. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot to choose from this week, but none of them were really that great.
1: (laughs) See, the last couple of books that I've read, I don't think... uh, The Constant Princess, yes, definitely. But I think the one that I did the week before, I didn't really care for that much either, did I? Mm Mm-mm. No. Nope. I've kind of been in a slump a little bit with my audio books. I need some good oh, books. No, no. Might be I time to go back to the had... library
0: for a while. You're just reading <clears throat> reading books from your uh from your library. Well um, it's just really hard to
1: do the, the library or to go on the library and do auto drive and listen to my headphones while I'm driving the car. Oh, I mean yeah, I that's have right. the wireless headphones so The wire doesn't get in my way because that used to be my problem because it would get caught in the seatbelt and Mm -hmm. then I'd pull them out of my ears when I was driving. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like it, there's interference and it skips when I'm listening to it and I miss. If you
0: get too far away from the Bluetooth, it does that.
1: Well, it doesn't when I'm just driving in the car. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's interfering with something in the car. Yeah. But like when I'm listening to my headphones just to anything else, it doesn't do that. But for some reason, when I'm listening to Audio
0: Drive... Oh, I know what I was reading. I was reading... um, Remember I told you about the author that we're going to have on the show? Yes. That's what I was reading. When is she going to be on? She's going to be on on the 21st. Is it the 21st? Whatever Friday that is. 21st, 22nd? Is that a Friday? 21st. 21st.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you know what else I was going to tell you? Remember the circle that you talked about? Yeah. They're making a movie of that. I saw a preview when I was watching some YouTube see, stuff. See, I told they you it was creepy. Circle.
0: Didn't I tell you it was creepy? Mm hmm. Wow. I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> see, I picked another good one. I'll have to read the book now if you're going to drag me to the movie. Well, you know, oh I well. I my husband never wants to go to the movies with me because he always he wants to see action films.
2: I'm not a big movie person. Are you not? I fall asleep. I can't sit still.
0: I don't like to go if it's going to be an action movie because I get too bored with all the explosions and killing and blah, blah, blah. If there's a story behind it, it's He doesn't want to go to the movies that have a story. (laughs) He just wants to (laughs) see shit blow up. (laughs) But he's a a voracious reader as well. Mm -hmm. He just reads a different kind of book. He likes Jack Reacher and, you know... That Some kind of, of those, stuff. you know, guy type books.
2: Did you guys John see uh, Beauty and the Beast?
0: Nope. Did mm-hmm. you? Of course you did because you love. My girlfriend. What's her name? That's
2: what Travis calls her, Emma Watson. Emma, Emma Watson, Watson, yes. Uh, Yeah, we went on Monday and saw it. It was pretty good. I'm not a big musical person.
1: Mhm.
2: How did she sing? Was she all right? Yeah, she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it was touched up. and.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, because she's an actor, not really a singer. Yeah. But it's a good, good movie. Oh, they that did a really good job. My issue is there are so many good stories out there. People stop freaking remaking everything for Christ's sakes! <laughs> I don't care Just what you pick remake. Another
2: story. I will watch anything you put Emma Watson in.
0: Oh, <laughs> so sick of is is anybody else sick of ten thousand freaking Spider-Man movies? Come on!
1: Well, technically, most of them are different storylines
0: and there was a
1: lot of comic books I, I mean care. Spider-Man had a lot of enemies but that's like saying is anybody
2: tired of the seven Harry Potter books or Harry Potter movies that
0: came out well, because a it, lot of people let me tell you something though let no, me tell you no a lot of people didn't like those okay. there's a lot of people alright now l- let me just let me just say this now 10 years from now, if they start freaking remaking Harry Potter, I'll say the same thing. J.K. Rowling said she would love to go back and rewrite the book. Well, that would piss me off. Because there saying. are so many good stories out there that <laughs> deserve to be told. If we keep going back to the same material again and again, then who are we as a society, as she says, standing up on her soapbox? Money lovers. Money lovers.
1: That's well, exactly what maybe- it is. mean. Were well, just it's been a done, and we did a really good, good job, history. so maybe we should
0: do it again because we know we'll make money doing that. Exactly. I think what it is
1: is it it's all of these these kids that grew up watching these movies because they went and watched it in the theaters when they were little kids, then they become directors and they loved it so much, they want to put their own spin on it and remake it. And well, I just watched I just watched um the remake of Pete's Dragon, which is absolutely nothing like the first one.
2: I don't know what Peach Dragon is. Pete's and Dragon actually I Peach Kids Dragon, Dragon was like a drug reference.
0: But. No, that's Puff the Magic Dragon. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but... I loved Pete's Dragon. It's also a technology thing. When did Spider Man come out and then they improved tech? Anyways, regardless. But you, you, you can argue say... with that with anything, like
0: that they do a series of. It's kind or, of like the hairstyles that they try to improve. Well, I don't know. I just. It's just like, how many times can you redo, Can you go back to the same well? Pretty soon it just goes dry. Well, how many Fast and the Furious <coughs> movies do we have to sit through,
2: people? Do we really have to make three movies out of the one Hobbit book? No, we that really was have
0: to make... I agree. I agree that that was a mistake. I no, don't but, think it was I mean, necessary. I mean, I go on with this argument. I don't think that was necessary. I think that The Lord of the Rings deserved three movies, and I think that they did a good job, considering how much material there was in those books. However, if they go back in 10 years and try to remake those movies, I will say the same thing. Give somebody else a chance. All right, I'll shut up now. I think, okay. Back in my day, movies were only made one time. Oh, shut up. All right, so I guess we'll see each other next week. Well, I'll think about it. (laughs) Yeah, you have sort of been absent lately, Missy. (laughs) (laughs) next week we're not having any guests unless we have somebody come begging which has been happening in the hallways lately yeah Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: so So this is the place
0: to be so we'll see maybe we'll have a guest next week maybe we won't but in the meantime that's going to do it for three Three book Book Girls. girls